Section twenty two of Lourdes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Lourdes by Emile Zola. Translated by Ernest Visitelli. The fifth day. Two. Pleasant hours. It was eight o'clock, and Marie was so impatient that she could not keep still, but continued going to the window as if she wished to inhale all the air of the vast expanse and the immense sky ah what a pleasure to be able to run about the streets across the squares to go everywhere as far as she might wish and to show how strong she was to have the pride of walking leagues in the presence of every one now that the blessed virgin had cured her it was an irresistible impulsion a flight of her entire being her blood and her heart however just as she was setting out she made up her mind that her first visit with her father ought to be to the grotto where both of them had to thank our lady of lourdes then they would be free they would have two long hours before them and might walk wherever they chose before she returned to lunch and pack up her few things at the hospital well is everyone ready repeated monsieur de garcin shall we make a move pierre took his hat and all three went downstairs talking very loud and laughing on the staircase like boisterous schoolboys going for their holidays they had almost reached the street when at the doorway madame majesté rushed forward she had evidently been waiting for them to go out ah mademoiselle ah gentlemen allow me to congratulate you she said we have heard of the extraordinary favour that has been granted you we are so happy so much flattered when the blessed virgin is pleased to select one of our customers her dry harsh face was melting with amiability and she observed the miraculously healed girl with the fondest of eyes then she impulsively called her husband who was passing look my dear it's mademoiselle it's mademoiselle majesté's clean-shaven face puffed out with yellow fat assumed a happy and grateful expression really mademoiselle i cannot tell you how honoured we feel said he we shall never forget that your papa put up at our place it has already excited the envy of many people while he spoke madame majesté stopped the other travellers who were going out and with a sign summoned the families already seated in the dining-room indeed she would have called in the whole street if they had given her time to show that she had in her house the miracle at which all lourdes had been marvelling since the previous day people ended by collecting there a crowd gathered little by little while she whispered in the ear of each look that's her the young party you know the young party who but all at once she exclaimed i'll go and fetch apolline from the shop I must show mademoiselle to apolline thereupon however majesté in a very dignified way restrained her no he said leave apolline she has three ladies to serve already mademoiselle and these gentlemen will certainly not leave lourdes without making a few purchases the little souvenirs that one carries away with one are so pleasant to look at later on and our customers make a point of never buying elsewhere than here in the shop which we have annexed to the hotel i have already offered my services added madame majesté and i renew them apolline will be so happy to show mademoiselle all our prettiest articles at prices too which are incredibly low oh there are some delightful things delightful marie was becoming impatient at being detained in this manner and pierre was suffering from the increasing curiosity which they were arousing as for monsieur de garcin he enjoyed this popularity and triumph of his daughter immensely and promised to return certainly said he we will purchase a few little knick-knacks some souvenirs for ourselves and some presents that we shall have to make but later on when we come back 
at last they escaped and descended the avenue de la grotte the weather was again superb after the storms of the two preceding nights cooled by the rain the morning air was delicious amidst the gaiety which the bright sun shed around a busy crowd well pleased with life was already hurrying along the pavements and what pleasure it all was for marie to whom everything seemed new charming inappreciable in the morning she had had to allow raymonde to lend her a pair of boots for she had taken good care not to put any in her portmanteau superstitiously fearing that they might bring her bad luck however raymonde's boots fitted her admirably and she listened with childish delight to the little heels tapping merrily on the flagstones and she did not remember having ever seen houses so white trees so green and passers-by so happy all her senses seemed holiday-making endowed with a marvellously delicate sensibility she heard music smelt distant perfumes savoured the air greedily as though it were some delicious fruit but what she considered above all so nice so charming was to walk along in this wise on her father's arm she had never done so before although she had felt the desire for years as for one of those impossible pleasures with which people occupy their minds when invalided and now her dream was realized and her heart beat with joy she pressed against her father and strove to walk very upright and look very handsome so as to do him honour and he was quite proud as happy as she was showing exhibiting her overcome with joy at the thought that she belonged to him that she was his blood his flesh his daughter henceforth beaming with youth and health as they were all three crossing the plateau de la merlasse already obstructed by a band of candle and bouquet sellers running after the pilgrims monsieur de guersin exclaimed we are surely not going to the grotto empty-handed pierre who was walking on the other side of marie himself brightened by her merry humour thereupon stopped and they were at once surrounded by a crowd of female hawkers who with eager fingers thrust their goods into their faces my beautiful young lady my good gentleman buy of me of me of me such was the onslaught that it became necessary to struggle in order to extricate oneself monsieur de guersin ended by purchasing the largest nosegay he could see a bouquet of white marguerites as round and hard as a cabbage of a handsome fair-haired well-developed girl of twenty who was extremely bold both in look and manner it only cost twenty sous and he insisted on paying for it out of his own little purse somewhat abashed meantime by the girl's unblushing effrontery then pierre in his turn settled for the three candles which marie had taken from an old woman candles at two francs each a very reasonable price as she repeatedly said and on being paid the old creature who had an angular face covetous eyes and a nose like the beak of a bird of prey returned profuse and mellifluous thanks may our lady of lourdes bless you my beautiful young lady may she cure you of your complaints you and yours this enlivened them again and they set out once more all three laughing amused like children at the idea that the good woman's wish had already been accomplished at the grotto marie wished to enter at once in order to offer the bouquet and candles herself before even kneeling down there were not many people as yet and having gone to the end of the line their turn came after waiting some three or four minutes and with what enraptured glances did she then examine everything the altar of engraved silver the harmonium organ the votive offerings the candle holders streaming with wax blazing in broad daylight she was now inside that grotto which she had hitherto only seen from her box of misery she breathed there as in paradise itself steeped rapturously in a pleasant warmth and odour which slightly oppressed her when she had placed the tapers at the bottom of the large basket she had raised herself on tiptoe to fix the bouquet on one of the spears of the iron railing 
she imprinted a long kiss upon the rock below the statue of the blessed virgin at the very spot indeed which millions of lips had already polished and the stone received a kiss of love in which she put forth all the strength of her gratitude a kiss with which her heart melted when she was once more outside marie prostrated and humbled herself in an almost endless act of thanksgiving her father also had knelt down near her and mingled the fervour of his gratitude with hers but he could not remain doing the same thing for long little by little he became uneasy and ended by bending down to his daughter's ear to tell her that he had a call to make which he had previously forgotten assuredly the best course would be for her to remain where she was praying and wait for him while she completed her devotions he would hurry along and get his troublesome errand over and then they might walk about at ease wheresoever they liked she did not understand him did not even hear him but simply nodded her head promising that she would not move and then such tender faith again took possession of her that her eyes fixed on the white statue of the virgin filled with tears when monsieur de garcin had joined pierre who had remained a little distance off he gave him the following explanation my dear fellow he said it's a matter of conscience i formally promised the coachman who drove us to gavarny that i would see his master and tell him the real cause of our delay you know whom i mean the hairdresser on the place du marcadal and besides i want to get shaved pierre who felt uneasy at this proposal had to give way in the face of the promise that they would be back within a quarter of an hour only as the distance seemed long he on his side insisted on taking a trap which was standing at the bottom of the plateau de la merlasse it was a sort of greenish cabriolet and its driver a fat fellow of about thirty with the usual basque cap on his head was smoking a cigarette whilst waiting to be hired perched sideways on the seat with his knees wide apart he drove them on with the tranquil indifference of a well-fed man who considers himself the master of the street we will keep you said pierre as he alighted when they had reached the place du marcadal very well very well monsieur l'abbé i'll wait for you and then leaving his lean horse in the hot sun the driver went to chat and laugh with a strong dishevelled servant girl who was washing a dog in the basin of the neighbouring fountain casabon as it happened was just then on the threshold of his shop the lofty windows and pale green painting of which enlivened the dull place which was so deserted on weekdays when he was not pressed with work he delighted to triumph in this manner standing between his two windows which pots of pomatum and bottles of perfumery decorated with bright shades of colour he at once recognised the gentleman very flattered very much honoured pray walk in i beg of you he said then at the first words which monsieur de garcin said to him to excuse the man who had driven him to gavarny he showed himself well disposed of course it was not the man's fault he could not prevent wheels coming to pieces or storms falling so long as the travellers did not complain all was well oh thereupon exclaimed monsieur de garcin it's a magnificent country never to be forgotten well monsieur as our neighbourhood pleases you you must come and see us again we don't ask anything better said casabin and on the architect seating himself in one of the armchairs and asking to be shaved he began to bustle about his assistant was still absent running errands for the pilgrims whom he lodged a whole family who were taking a case of chaplets plaster virgins and framed engravings away with them you heard a confused tramping of feet and violent bursts of conversation coming from the first floor all the helter-skelter of people whom the approaching departure and the packing of purchases lying hither and thither drove almost crazy in the adjoining dining-room the door of which had remained open 
two children were draining the dregs of some cups of chocolate which stood about amidst the disorder of the breakfast service the whole of the house had been let entirely given over and now had come the last hours of this invasion which compelled the hairdresser and his wife to seek refuge in the basement in a narrow cellar where they slept on a small camp bed while casabon was rubbing monsieur gersin's cheeks with soapsuds the architect questioned him well are you satisfied with the season certainly monsieur i can't complain as you hear my travellers are leaving to-day but i am expecting others to-morrow morning barely sufficient time for a sweep-out it will be the same up to october then as pierre remained standing walking about the shop and looking at the walls with an air of impatience he turned round politely and said pray be seated monsieur l'abbé take a newspaper it will not be long the priest having thanked him with a nod and refusing to sit down the hairdresser whose tongue was ever itching to talk continued oh as for myself i am always busy my house is renowned for the cleanliness of the beds and the excellence of the fare only the town is not satisfied ah no i may even say that i have never known so much discontent here he became silent for a moment and shaved his customer's left cheek then again pausing in his work he suddenly declared with a cry wrung from him by conviction the fathers of the grotto are playing with fire monsieur that is all i have to say from that moment however the vent plug was withdrawn and he talked and talked and talked again his big eyes rolled in his long face with prominent cheekbones and sunburnt complexion sprinkled with red while the whole of his nervous little body continued on the jump agitated by his growing exuberance of speech and gesture he returned to his former indictment and enumerated all the many grievances that the old town had against the fathers the hotel keepers complained the dealers in religious fancy articles did not take half the amount they ought to have realized and finally the new town monopolized both the pilgrims and the cash there was now no possibility for anyone but the keepers of the lodging-houses hotels and shops open in the neighborhood of the grotto to make any money whatever it was a merciless struggle a deadly hostility increasing from day to day the old city losing a little of its life each season and assuredly destined to disappear to be choked assassinated by the young town ah their dirty grotto he would rather have his feet cut off than tread there wasn't it heart-rending that knick-knack shop which they had stuck beside it a shameful thing at which a bishop had shown himself so indignant that it was said he had written to the pope he casabon who flattered himself with being a free-thinker and a republican of the old days who already under the empire had voted for the opposition candidates assuredly had the right to declare that he did not believe in the dirty grotto and that he did not care a fig for it look here monsieur he continued i am going to tell you a fact my brother belongs to the municipal council and it's through him that i know it i must tell you first of all that we now have a republican municipal council which is much worried by the demoralization of the town you can no longer go out at night without meeting girls in the streets you know those candle hawkers they gad about with the drivers who come here when the season commences and swell the suspicious floating population which comes no one knows whence and i must also explain to you the position of the fathers towards the town when they purchased the land of the grotto they signed an agreement by which they undertook not to engage in any business there well they have opened a shop in spite of their signature is not that an unfair rivalry unworthy of honest people so the new council decided on sending them a deputation to insist on the agreement being respected and enjoining them to close their shop at once what do you think they answered monsieur oh what they have replied twenty times before 
what they will always answer when they are reminded of their engagements very well we consent to keep them but we are masters at our own place and we'll close the grotto he raised himself up his razor in the air and repeating his words his eyes dilated by the enormity of the thing he said we'll close the grotto pierre who was continuing his slow walk suddenly stopped and said in his face well the municipal council had only to answer close it at this casaban almost choked the blood rushed to his face and he was beside himself and stammered out close the grotto close the grotto certainly as the grotto irritates you and rends your heart as it's a cause of continual warfare injustice and corruption everything would be over we should hear no more about it that would really be a capital solution and if the council had the power it would render you a service by forcing the fathers to carry out their threat as pierre went on speaking casaban's anger subsided he became very calm and somewhat pale and in the depths of his big eyes the priest detected an expression of increasing uneasiness had he not gone too far in his passion against the fathers many ecclesiastics did not like them perhaps this young priest was simply at lourdes for the purpose of stirring up an agitation against them then who knows it might possibly result in the grotto being closed later on but it was by the grotto that they all lived if the old city screeched with rage at only picking up the crumbs it was well pleased to secure even that windfall and the freethinkers themselves who coined money with the pilgrims like everyone else held their tongues ill at ease and even frightened when they found people too much of their opinion with regard to the objectionable features of new lord it was necessary to be prudent casaban thereupon returned to monsieur de guersin whose other cheek he began shaving murmuring the while in an off-hand manner oh what i say about the grotto is not because it troubles me much in reality and besides everyone must live in the dining-room the children amidst deafening shouts had just broken one of the bowls and pierre glancing through the open doorway again noticed the engravings of religious subjects and the plaster virgin with which the hairdresser had ornamented the apartment in order to please his lodgers and just then too a voice shouted from the first floor that the trunk was ready and that they would be much obliged if the assistant would cord it as soon as he returned however casaban in the presence of these two gentlemen whom as a matter of fact he did not know remained suspicious and uneasy his brain haunted by all sorts of disquieting suppositions he was in despair at the idea of having to let them go away without learning anything about them especially after having exposed himself if he had only been able to withdraw the more rabid of his biting remarks about the fathers accordingly when monsieur de guersin rose to wash his chin he yielded to a desire to renew the conversation have you heard talk of yesterday's miracle the town is quite upside down with it more than twenty people have already given me an account of what occurred yes it seems they obtained an extraordinary miracle a paralytic young lady got up and dragged her invalid carriage as far as the choir of the basilica monsieur de guersin who was about to sit down after wiping himself gave a complacent laugh that young lady is my daughter he said thereupon under this sudden and fortunate flash of enlightenment casaban became all smiles he felt reassured and combed monsieur de guersin's hair with a masterly touch amid a returning exuberance of speech and gesture ah monsieur i congratulate you i am flattered at having you in my hands since the young lady your daughter is cured your father's heart is at ease am i not right and he also found a few pleasant words for pierre 
then when he had decided to let them go he looked at the priest with an air of conviction and remarked like a sensible man desirous of coming to a conclusion on the subject of miracles there are some monsieur l'abbé which are good fortunes for everybody from time to time we require one of that description outside monsieur de guersin had to go and fetch the coachman who was still laughing with the servant girl while her dog dripping with water was shaking itself in the sun in five minutes the trap brought them back to the bottom of the plateau de la merlasse the trip had taken a good half hour pierre wanted to keep the conveyance with the idea of showing marie the town without giving her too much fatigue so while the father ran to the grotto to fetch his daughter he waited there beneath the trees the coachman at once engaged in conversation with the priest he had lit another cigarette and showed himself very familiar he came from a village in the environs of toulouse and did not complain for he earned good round sums each day at lourdes you fed well there said he you amused yourself it was what you might call a good neighbourhood he said these things with the abandon of a man who was not troubled with religious scruples but yet did not forget the respect which he owed to an ecclesiastic at last from the top of his box where he remained half lying down dangling one of his legs he allowed this remark to fall slowly from his lips ah yes monsieur l'abbé lourdes has caught on well but the question is whether it will all last long pierre who was very much struck by the remark was pondering on its involuntary profundity when monsieur de guersin reappeared bringing marie with him he had found her kneeling on the same spot in the same act of faith and thankfulness at the feet of the blessed virgin and it seemed as if she had brought all the brilliant light of the grotto away in her eyes so vividly did they sparkle with divine joy at her cure she would not consent to keep the trap no no she preferred to go on foot she did not care about seeing the town so long as she might for another hour continue walking on her father's arm through the gardens the streets the squares anywhere they pleased and when pierre had paid the driver it was she who turned into a path of the esplanade garden delighted at being able to saunter in this wise beside the turf and the flower beds under the great trees the grass the leaves the shady solitary walks where you heard the everlasting rippling of the garve were so sweet and fresh but afterwards she wished to return by way of the streets among the crowd that she might find the agitation noise and life the need of which possessed her whole being in the rue saint joseph on perceiving the panorama where the former grotto was depicted with bernadette kneeling down before it on the day of the miracle of the candle the idea occurred to pierre to go in marie became as happy as a child and even monsieur de guersin was full of innocent delight especially when he noticed that among the batch of pilgrims who dived at the same time as themselves into the depths of the obscure corridor several recognized in his daughter the girl so miraculously healed the day before who was already famous and whose name flew from mouth to mouth up above on the circular platform when they came out into the diffuse light filtering through a vellum there was a sort of ovation around marie soft whispers beatifical glances a rapture of delight in seeing following and touching her now glory had come she would be loved in that way wherever she went and it was not until the showman who gave the explanations had placed himself at the head of the little party of visitors and begun to walk round relating the incident depicted on the huge circular canvas nearly five hundred feet in length that she was in some measure forgotten the painting represented the seventeenth apparition of the blessed virgin to bernadette on the day when kneeling before the grotto during her vision she had heedlessly left her hand on the flame of her candle without burning it the whole of the old primitive landscape of the grotto was shown the whole scene was set out with all its historical personages 
the doctor verifying the miracle watch in hand the mayor the commissary of police and the public prosecutor whose names the showman gave out amidst the amazement of the public following him then by an unconscious transition of ideas pierre recalled the remark which the driver of the cabriolet had made a short time previously lord has caught on well but the question is whether it will all last long that in fact was the question how many venerated sanctuaries had thus been built already at the bidding of innocent chosen children to whom the blessed virgin had shown herself it was always the same story beginning afresh an apparition a persecuted shepherdess who was called a liar next the covert propulsion of human misery hungering after illusion then propaganda and the triumph of the sanctuary shining like a star and afterwards decline and oblivion when the ecstatic dream of another visionary gave birth to another sanctuary elsewhere it seemed as if the power of illusion wore away that it was necessary in the course of centuries to displace it set it amidst new scenery under fresh circumstances in order to renew its force la salette had dethroned the old wooden and stone virgins that had healed lourdes had just dethroned la salette pending the time when it would be dethroned itself by our lady of tomorrow she who will show her sweet consoling features to some pure child as yet unborn only if lourdes had met with such rapid such prodigious fortune it assuredly owed it to the little sincere soul the delightful charm of bernadette here there was no deceit no falsehood merely the blossoming of suffering a delicate sick child who brought to the afflicted multitude her dream of justice and equality in the miraculous she was merely eternal hope eternal consolation besides all historical and social circumstances seem to have combined to increase the need of this mystical flight at the close of a terrible century of positivist inquiry and that was perhaps the reason why lord would still long endure in its triumph before becoming a mere legend one of those dead religions whose powerful perfume has evaporated ah that ancient lord that city of peace and belief the only possible cradle where the legend could come into being how easily pierre conjured it up before him whilst walking round the vast canvas of the panorama that canvas said everything it was the best lesson of things that could be seen the monotonous explanations of the showman were not heard the landscape spoke for itself first of all there was the grotto the rocky hollow beside the garve a savage spot suitable for reverie bushy slopes and heaps of fallen stone without a path among them and nothing yet in the way of ornamentation no monumental quay no garden paths winding among trimly cut shrubs no grotto set in order deformed enclosed with iron railings above all no shop for the sale of religious articles that simony shop which was the scandal of all pious souls the virgin could not have selected a more solitary and charming nook wherein to show herself to the chosen one of her heart the poor young girl who came thither still possessed by the dream of her painful nights even whilst gathering dead wood and on the opposite side of the garve behind the rock of the castle was old lourdes confident and asleep another age was then conjured up a small town with narrow pebble-paved streets black houses with marble dressings and an antique semi-spanish church full of old carvings and peopled with visions of gold and painted flesh communication with other places was only kept up by the bannieres and coteries diligences which twice a day forded the la Paca to climb the steep causeway of the rue basse the spirit of the century had not breathed on those peaceful roofs sheltering a belated population which had remained childish enclosed within the narrow limits of strict religious discipline there was no debauchery a slow antique commerce sufficed for daily life a poor life whose hardships were the safeguards of morality 
and pierre had never better understood how bernadette born in that land of faith and honesty had flowered like a natural rose budding on the eglantines of the road it's all the same very curious observed monsieur de garcin when they found themselves in the street again i'm not at all sorry i saw it marie was also laughing with pleasure one would almost think oneself there isn't it so father at times it seems as if the people were going to move and how charming bernadette looks on her knees in ecstasy while the candle flame licks her fingers without burning them let us see said the architect we have only an hour left so we must think of making our purchases if we wish to buy anything shall we take a look at the shops we certainly promised majesty to give him the preference but that does not prevent us from making a few inquiries eh pierre what do you say oh certainly as you like answered the priest besides it will give us a walk and he thereupon followed the young girl and her father who returned to the plateau de la merlasse since he had quitted the panorama he felt as though he no longer knew where he was it seemed to him as if he had all at once been transported from one to another town parted by centuries he had left the solitude the slumbering peacefulness of old lourdes which the dead light of the vellum had increased to fall at last into new lourdes sparkling with brightness and noisy with the crowd ten o'clock had just struck and extraordinary animation reigned on the footways where an entire people was hastening to complete its purchases before breakfast so that it might have nothing but its departure to think of afterwards the thousands of pilgrims of the national pilgrimage streamed along the thoroughfares and besieged the shops in a final scramble you would have taken the cries the jostling and the sudden rushes for those at some fair just breaking up amidst a ceaseless roll of vehicles many providing themselves with provisions for the journey cleared the open-air stalls where bread and slices of sausages and ham were sold others purchased fruit and wine baskets were filled with bottles and greasy parcels until they almost burst a hawker who was wheeling some cheeses about on a small truck saw his goods carried off as if swept away by the wind but what the crowd more particularly purchased were religious articles and those hawkers whose barrows were loaded with statuettes and sacred engravings were reaping golden gains the customers at the shops stood in strings on the pavement the women were belted with immense chaplets had blessed virgins tucked under their arms and were provided with cans which they meant to fill at the miraculous spring carried in the hand or slung from the shoulder some of them quite plain and others daubed over with a lady of lourdes in blue paint these cans held from one to ten quarts apiece and shining with all the brightness of new tin clashing too at times with the sharp jingle of stewpans they added a gay note to the aspect of the noisy multitude and the fever of dealing the pleasure of spending one's money of returning home with one's pockets crammed with photographs and medals lit up all faces with a holiday expression transforming the radiant gathering into a fairfield crowd with appetites either beyond control or satisfied on the plateau de la merlasse monsieur de garcin for a moment felt tempted to enter one of the finest and most patronized shops on the board over which there were these words in large letters soubirou brother of bernadette eh what if we were to make our purchases there it would be more appropriate more interesting to remember however he passed on repeating that they must see everything first of all pierre had looked at the shop kept by bernadette's brother with a heavy heart it grieved him to find the brother selling the blessed virgin whom the sister had beheld however it was necessary to live and he had reason to believe that beside the triumphant basilica resplendent with gold the visionary's relatives were not making a fortune the competition being so terrible 
if on the one hand the pilgrims left millions behind them at lourdes on the other there were more than two hundred dealers in religious articles to say nothing of the hotel and lodging-house keepers to whom the largest part of the spoils fell and thus the gain so eagerly disputed ended by being moderate enough after all along the plateau on the right and left of the repository kept by bernadette's brother other shops appeared an uninterrupted row of them pressing one against the other each occupying a division of a wooden structure a sort of gallery erected by the town which derived from it some sixty thousand francs two thousand four hundred pounds a year it formed a regular bazaar of open stalls encroaching on the pavement so as to tempt people to stop as they passed along for more than three hundred yards no other trade was plied a river of chaplets medals and statuettes streamed without end behind the windows and in enormous letters on the boards above appeared the venerated names of saint roche saint joseph jerusalem the immaculate virgin the sacred heart of mary all the names in paradise that were most likely to touch and attract customers really said monsieur de guersin i think it's the same thing all over the place let us go anywhere he himself had had enough of it this interminable display was quite exhausting him but as you promised to make the purchases at majesté's said marie who was not in the least tired the best thing will be to go back that's it let's return to majesté's place but the rows of shops began again in the avenue de la grotte they swarmed on both sides and among them here were jewellers drapers and umbrella makers who also dealt in religious articles there was even a confectioner who sold boxes of pastilles à l'eau de lourdes with a figure of the virgin on the cover a photographer's windows were crammed with views of the grotto and the basilica and portraits of bishops and reverend fathers of all orders mixed up with views of famous sites in the neighbouring mountains a bookseller displayed the last catholic publications volumes bearing devout titles and among them the innumerable works published on lourdes during the last twenty years some of which had had a wonderful success which was still fresh in memory in this broad populous thoroughfare the crowd streamed along in more open order their cans jingled every one was in high spirits amid the bright sun-rays which enfiladed the road from one end to the other and it seemed as if there would never be a finish to the statuettes the medals and the chaplets one display followed another and indeed there were miles of them running through the streets of the entire town which was ever the same bazaar selling the same articles in front of the hotel of the apparitions monsieur de garcin again hesitated then it's decided we are going to make our purchases there he asked certainly said marie see what a beautiful shop it is and she was the first to enter the establishment which was in fact one of the largest in the street occupying the ground floor of the hotel on the left hand monsieur de garcin and pierre followed her apolline the niece of the majestes who was in charge of the place was standing on a stool taking some holy water vases from a top shelf to show them to a young man an elegant bearer wearing beautiful yellow gaiters she was laughing with the cooing sound of a dove and looked charming with her thick black hair and her superb eyes set in a somewhat square face which had a straight forehead chubby cheeks and full red lips jumping lightly to the ground she exclaimed then you don't think that this pattern would please madame your aunt no no answered the bearer as he went off obtain the other pattern i shall not leave until to-morrow and will come back when apolline learnt that marie was the young person visited by the miracle of whom madame majesté had been talking ever since the previous day she became extremely attentive she looked at her with her merry smile in which there was a dash of surprise and covert incredulity however like the clever saleswoman that she was she was profuse in complimentary remarks 
ah mademoiselle i shall be so happy to sell to you your miracle is so beautiful look the whole shop is at your disposal we have the largest choice marie was ill at ease thank you she replied you are very good but we have only come to buy a few small things if you will allow us said monsieur de guersin we will choose ourselves very well that's it monsieur afterwards we will see and as some other customers now came in apolline forgot them returned to her duties as a pretty saleswoman with caressing words and seductive glances especially for the gentlemen whom she never allowed to leave until they had their pockets full of purchases Monsieur de Gersin had only two francs left of the louis which Blanche, his eldest daughter, had slipped into his hand when he was leaving, as pocket money, and so he did not dare to make any large selection. But Pierre declared that they would cause him great pain if they did not allow him to offer them the few things which they would like to take away with them from Lourdes. It was therefore understood that they would first of all choose a present for Blanche, and then Marie and her father should select the souvenirs that pleased them best don't let us hurry replied monsieur de guersin who had become very gay come marie have a good look what would be most likely to please blanche all three looked searched and rummaged but their indecision increased as they went from one object to another with its counters showcases and nests of drawers furnishing it from top to bottom the spacious shop was a sea of endless billows overflowing with all the religious knick-knacks imaginable there were the chaplets skeins of chaplets hanging along the walls and heaps of chaplets lying in the drawers from humble ones costing twenty sous a dozen to those of sweet-scented wood agate and lapis lazuli with chains of gold or silver and some of them of immense length made to go twice round the neck or waist had carved beads as large as walnuts separated by death's heads then there were the medals a shower of medals boxes full of medals of all sizes of all metals the cheapest and the most precious they bore different inscriptions they represented the basilica the grotto or the immaculate conception they were engraved repoussé or enamelled executed with care or made by the gross according to the price and next there were the blessed virgins great and small in zinc wood ivory and especially plaster some entirely white others tinted in bright colours in accordance with the description given by bernadette the amiable and smiling face the extremely long veil the blue sash and the golden roses on the feet there being however some slight modification in each model so as to guarantee the copyright and there was another flood of other religious objects a hundred varieties of scapularies a thousand different sorts of sacred pictures fine engravings large chromolithographs in glaring colours submerged beneath a mass of smaller pictures which were coloured gilded varnished decorated with bouquets of flowers and bordered with lace paper and there was also jewellery rings brooches and bracelets loaded with stars and crosses and ornamented with saintly figures finally there was the paris article which rose above and submerged all the rest pencil holders purses cigar holders paper weights paper knives even snuff boxes and innumerable other objects on which the basilica grotto and blessed virgin ever and ever appeared reproduced in every way by every process that is known heaped together pell-mell in one of the cases reserved to articles at fifty centimes apiece were napkin rings egg cups and wooden pipes on which was carved the beaming apparition of our lady of lourdes little by little monsieur de guersin with the annoyance of a man who prides himself on being an artist became disgusted and quite sad but all this is frightful frightful he repeated at every new article he took up to look at 
then he relieved himself by reminding pierre of the ruinous attempt which he had made to improve the artistic quality of religious prints the remains of his fortune had been lost in that attempt and the thought made him all the more angry in presence of the wretched productions with which the shop was crammed had anyone ever seen things of such idiotic pretentious complex ugliness the vulgarity of the ideas and the silliness of the expressions portrayed rivalled the commonplace character of the composition you were reminded of fashion plates the covers of confectionery boxes and the wax dolls heads that revolve in the hairdressers windows it was an art of false prettiness painfully childish with no really human touch in it no tone and no sincerity and the architect who was wound up could not stop but went on to express his disgust with the buildings of new lourdes the pitiable disfigurement of the grotto the colossal monstrosity of the inclined ways the disastrous lack of symmetry in the church of the rosary and the basilica the former looking too heavy like a corn market whilst the latter had an anemical structural leanness with no kind of style but the mongrel ah one must really be very fond of god he at last concluded to have courage enough to come and adore him amidst such horrors they have failed in everything spoilt everything as though out of pleasure not one of them has experienced that moment of true feeling of real naturalness and sincere faith which gives birth to masterpieces they are all clever people but all plagiarists not one has given his mind and being to the undertaking and what must they not require then to inspire them since they have failed to produce anything grand even in this land of miracles pierre did not reply but he was very much struck by these reflections which at last gave him an explanation of a feeling of discomfort that he had experienced ever since his arrival at lourdes this discomfort arose from the difference between the modern surroundings and the faith of past ages which it was sought to resuscitate he thought of the old cathedrals where quivered that faith of nations he pictured the former attributes of worship the images the goldsmith's work the saints in wood and stone all of admirable power and beauty of expression the fact was that in those ancient times the workmen had been true believers had given their whole souls and bodies and all the candour of their feelings to their productions just as monsieur de guersin said but nowadays architects built churches with the same practical tranquillity as they erected five-storey houses precisely as the religious articles the chaplets the medals and the statuettes were manufactured by the gross in the populous quarters of paris by merry-making workmen who did not even follow their religion and thus what slop-work what toy-makers ironmongers stuff it all was of a prettiness fit to make you cry a silly sentimentality fit to make your heart turn with disgust lourdes was inundated devastated disfigured by it all to such a point as to quite upset persons with any delicacy of taste who happened to stray through its streets it clashed jarringly with the attempted resuscitation of the legends ceremonies and processions of dead ages and all at once it occurred to pierre that the social and historical condemnation of lourdes lay in this that faith is forever dead among a people when it no longer introduces it into the churches it builds or the chaplets it manufactures however marie had continued examining the shelves with the impatience of a child hesitating and finding nothing which seemed to her worthy of the great dream of ecstasy which she would ever keep with her father she said it is getting late you must take me back to the hospital and to make up my mind look i will give blanche this medal with the silver chain after all it's the most simple and prettiest thing here she will wear it it will make her a little piece of jewellery as for myself i will take this statuette of our lady of lourdes this small one which is rather prettily painted i shall place it in my room and surround it with fresh flowers it will be very nice will it not 
monsieur de guersin approved of her idea and then busied himself with his own choice oh dear oh dear how embarrassed i am said he he was examining some ivory-handled penholders capped with pea-like balls in which were microscopic photographs and while bringing one of the little holes to his eye to look in it he raised an exclamation of mingled surprise and pleasure hallo here's the cirque de gavarnie ah it's prodigious everything is there how can that colossal panorama have been got into so small a space come i'll take this penholder it's curious and will remind me of my excursion pierre had simply chosen a portrait of bernadette the large photograph which represents her on her knees in a black gown with a handkerchief tied over her hair and which is said to be the only one in existence taken from life he hastened to pay and they were all three on the point of leaving when madame majesté entered protested and positively insisted on making marie a little present saying that it would bring her establishment good fortune i beg of you mademoiselle take a scapulary said she look among those there the blessed virgin who chose you will repay me in good luck she raised her voice and made so much fuss that the purchasers filling the shop were interested and began gazing at the girl with envious eyes it was popularity bursting out again around her a popularity which ended even by reaching the street when the landlady went to the threshold of the shop making signs to the tradespeople opposite and putting all the neighbourhood in a flutter let us go repeated marie feeling more and more uncomfortable but her father on noticing a priest come in detained her ah monsieur l'abbé des it was in fact the handsome abbé clad in a cassock of fine cloth emitting a pleasant odour and with an expression of soft gaiety on his fresh-coloured face he had not noticed his companion of the previous day but had gone straight to apolline and taken her on one side and pierre overheard him saying in a subdued tone why didn't you bring me my three dozen chaplets this morning apolline again began laughing with the cooing notes of a dove and looked at him sideways roguishly without answering they are for my little penitence at toulouse i wanted to place them at the bottom of my trunk and you offered to help me pack my linen she continued laughing and her pretty eyes sparkled however i shall not leave before to-morrow bring them me to-night will you not when you are at liberty it's at the end of the street at duchenne's thereupon with a slight movement of her red lips and in a somewhat bantering way which left him in doubt as to whether she would keep her promise she replied certainly monsieur l'abbé i will go they were now interrupted by monsieur de guersin who came forward to shake the priest's hand and the two men at once began talking again of the cirque de gavarnie they had had a delightful trip a most pleasant time which they would never forget then they enjoyed a laugh at the expense of their two companions ecclesiastics of slender means good-natured fellows who had much amused them and the architect ended by reminding his new friend that he had kindly promised to induce a personage at toulouse who was ten times a millionaire to interest himself in his studies on navigable balloons a first advance of a hundred thousand francs would be sufficient he said you can rely on me answered abbe des you will not have prayed to the blessed virgin in vain however pierre who had kept bernadette's portrait in his hand had just then been struck by the extraordinary likeness between apolline and the visionary it was the same rather massive face the same full thick mouth and the same magnificent eyes and he recollected that madame majesté had already pointed out to him this striking resemblance which was all the more peculiar as apolline had passed through a similar poverty-stricken childhood at bartres before her aunt had taken her with her to assist in keeping the shop bernadette apolline what a strange association what an unexpected reincarnation at thirty years distance 
and all at once with this apolline who was so flightily merry and careless and in regard to whom there were so many odd rumours new lord rose before his eyes the coachmen the candle girls the persons who let rooms and waylaid tenants at the railway station the hundreds of furnished houses with discreet little lodgings the crowd of free priests the lady hospitallers and the simple passers-by who came there to satisfy their appetites then too there was the trading mania excited by the shower of millions the entire town given up to lucre the shops transforming the streets into bazaars which devoured one another the hotels living gluttonously on the pilgrims even to the blue sisters who kept a table d'hote and the fathers of the grotto who coined money with their god what a sad and frightful course of events the vision of pure bernadette inflaming multitudes making them rush to the illusion of happiness bringing a river of gold to the town and from that moment rotting everything the breath of superstition had sufficed to make humanity flock thither to attract abundance of money and to corrupt this honest corner of the earth for ever where the candid lily had formerly bloomed there now grew the carnal rose in the new loam of cupidity and enjoyment bethlehem had become sodom since an innocent child had seen the virgin eh hey, what did i tell you exclaimed madame majesté perceiving that pierre was comparing her niece with the portrait apolline is bernadette all over the young girl approached with her amiable smile flattered at first by the comparison let's see let's see said abbe de hermoise with an air of lively interest he took the photograph in his turn compared it with the girl and then exclaimed in amazement it's wonderful the same features i had not noticed it before really i'm delighted still i fancy she had a larger nose apolline ended by remarking the abbe then raised an exclamation of irresistible admiration oh you are prettier much prettier that's evident but that does not matter any one would take you for two sisters pierre could not refrain from laughing he thought the remark so peculiar ah poor bernadette was absolutely dead and she had no sister she could not have been born again it would have been impossible for her to exist in the region of crowded life and passion which she had made at length marie went off leaning on her father's arm and it was agreed that they would both call and fetch her at the hospital to go to the station together more than fifty people were awaiting her in the street in a state of ecstasy they bowed to her and followed her and one woman even made her infirm child whom she was bringing back from the grotto touch her gown End of section 22